Section 16 of The Rainbow Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. The Rainbow Book by Mabel henrietta spielman little starry i should like to go shooting and see what the earth is like sighed a young star but the evening star knew that meant many dangers for down there life was not so happy or serene as up in their lofty sphere and she knew too that he would not go his own way as youth always does and she felt sorry for she did not like to part with this bright little star and so he went that fine crisp night the tiny star was seen to shoot right down to earth and the light of his presence was no longer there a hard frost was on the ground the shops were shut, for it was Boxing Day. Those who were not on enjoyment bent were snugly quartered by their own fireside with the firm conviction that nothing would tempt them away. Some, however, had business to attend to in spite of its being a holiday, and old Joshua was one of these he was known as old joshua because his hair had turned prematurely white as white as the rime which had gathered on his shabby hat as he hurried along the murky dimly lighted street which led to the great theatre the wind that entered so unceremoniously through his thin coat was biting cold the violin he carried was more carefully muffled up than he one two three he counted as a neighboring clock began chiming four five six he quickened his pace he had to be in his place in the orchestra in extra good time as it was the first night of the new pantomime and before that he had someone coming to meet him at the back entrance i shall be there all in good time he muttered by jupiter he exclaimed as he tripped and nearly fell over something that was lying straight in his path only when he stooped down did he discover that on the pavement lay a small child all cold to the touch with fair curls disheveled and eyes wide open that seemed to see nothing old joshua's heart filled with pity and indignation what a shame he muttered 
to abandon such a treasure as this and no one about who can help me he looked anxiously around no one was in sight so he hurriedly went in search of a policeman when he had succeeded in finding one and the two reached the spot together a crowd had collected and was gazing wonderingly at the tiny prostrate form stand back there commanded the man of law the clock chimed the quarter hour old joshua felt the cold no more he was in a nervous heat at the delay nevertheless he waited till a cab was hailed then the policeman tenderly lifted the helpless little creature into it and the driver wrapped his rug around it to the hospital directed the policeman stepping inside and the vehicle was driven smartly away the crowd dispersed and with it old joshua as quickly as he could hurry through the throng at the stage door he found his little stella awaiting him with sparkling eyes in anticipation of her annual treat daddy you're late he said holding up a finger in mock gravity then she clapped her hands with delight at his arrival old joshua would not distress her with the cause of his delay so he only stooped and kissed her give me your hand old lady he said and come along quickly through this door that's right up you go don't step on my poor toes or push against me when we turn the corner more than you can help or old daddy joshua and his fiddle might be a little out of tune and laughing as they went they climbed right up to the top back row of the vast empty theater there a smiling attendant welcomed her as quite an old little friend and when he had seen his daughter raised up on a seat by means of a big hassock old joshua with a nod of thanks hastened below to join his comrades of the orchestra and help create the squeaky din which they called tuning up at last the lights were turned up an eager group of pleasure-seekers tumbled into the gallery in a rush and while stella was looking around her every available seat was quickly occupied the other parts of the house were filling rapidly in more dignified style and soon every place was tenanted in honor of the great christmas pantomime the large orchestra struck up and when the overture was over 
the gorgeously painted curtain slowly rose stella perched up aloft forgot where she was and everything else in the world went straight out of her head as she gazed with rapture at the lovely scene that was peopled with fairies and goblins and wonderful beings transporting themselves in a land that was all glitter and gold and so the hours flew by in a wonder of loveliness fairy story and fun have a bit of orange dearie asked the stout woman who was sitting next to her but stella was too engrossed to think about oranges or neighbors nor even did she feel the light nudge that followed the woman merely turned to her husband smiled and held her peace while stella threw back her head and shook with laughter as the clown tickled pantaloon with a poker that looked extremely red-hot she wasn't a bit tired and was quite surprised to hear god save the king and to find the whole beautiful show was already over like a dream it had seemed to her as though it must go on forever flushed and excited and a good deal jostled by the moving crowd she made her way to the staircase in order to meet the motherly attendant on the next landing who had promised to take her to her father at the stage door stella was walking down carefully step by step when two young men came roughly tearing past her a sudden push threw her off balance she knew she screamed because she heard it then she knew and heard nothing more great fun was going forward in the biggest ward in the children's hospital father christmas had suddenly appeared amidst much cheering and clapping of hands not only were the little inmates the nurses and young doctors beaming with smiles but father christmas himself felt the glow of jollity as he busily handed the toys he carried to his two attendant clowns these nimble funny fellows ran from him to the cots backwards and forwards giving such beautiful toys and saying such funny things as they gave them that every child was soon laughing and happy even those with a bandaged head or limb or a pain inside or outside and the unwanted excitement brought a flush to their pale cheeks and brightness to their eyes but none of the jollification was seen by the new little inmate of the cot that was in the far corner a tiny blind boy lay there with pretty fair curls and large dark eyes 
that he turned pathetically around he had not spoken at all earlier in the evening he had shivered much and groaned now he lay peacefully smiling for his small hands held a musical box that father christmas himself had placed there and set working and the tinkle tinkle of a pretty tune seemed to please and soothe him when the christmas visitors had gone away and the dolls had been hushed to sleep by their new mothers and the woolly animals lay hugged tightly in the arms of drowsy owners a little girl in a swoon from an accident was carried into the ward the sprained ankle had been dressed quietly and quickly she was put to bed and consciousness soon returned where am i said stella staring about her you fell down dear replied nurse evelyn and we are taking care of you until you are fetched home you'll soon be all right again does your ankle hurt much don't move it it feels funny replied stella but doesn't hurt now it is still thank you very much she added staring about her in amazement at the strange faces the holly in the strange surroundings at the nurses in their pretty costumes with their white caps and aprons and at the sleeping children clutching their toys in the cot next to hers however the little fair-haired boy looked awake his eyes in their aimless wandering were now fixed on the high window through which the stars were twinkling at him and the evening star looked fixedly down upon him his hands lay listlessly on the polished wooden box the music had changed and in his ear it sang of angels ever bright and fair stella who was watching him with so much interest asked who he was he is a little foundling said nurse evelyn he was abandoned in the cold streets stella turned her head on the pillow towards him again and asked timidly are you better talk to him to-morrow dear advised nurse evelyn as she gazed at him stella thought she had never seen so beautiful a child she stretched out her arm and took his tiny palm in hers then he turned his face towards her and smiled contentedly and trustingly leaving his hand in hers and thus with love and pity in her heart she fell fast asleep and in the night 
she saw a wonderful thing a moonbeam that seemed to come down into the room the small hand in hers unloosed itself and the boy arose looking gloriously beautiful his eyes were shining and he could see the bright light and he began climbing up the beam so easily that it looked like gliding so happily now that he could see his way and whither it was leading him the next morning stella's first thought was of the lovely vision and of her little companion she turned over and looked with surprise the cot in the corner was empty so very empty and tidy with its smooth fresh sheets oh where's he gone she exclaimed nurse hurried to her side who dear there from the empty cot the nurse looked sweet and grave he has gone where he came from dear and where did he come from asked stella with a curious sense of loneliness where all children come from of course stella knew that all children are heaven-born and come from the stars why her own name meant a star and of course she also knew that everyone who was good some day went back again to heaven oh she cried in a hushed voice has he gone back there yes dear replied nurse evelyn gently now don't think of him any more here's a pretty book with pictures but stella did think of him a great deal more the little golden-haired boy occupied her thoughts more than anyone ever knew and that night and many other nights when she looked upwards at the vast sky so mysterious and serene with its millions of stars she would wonder and ponder and there was always one particular little star that she loved best and when she looked upon it a sweetness would steal into her heart and she would think of the gentle boy with the angel face who had gone back to heaven for she felt quite sure that he was there amongst them and that he could see her and that perhaps he loved her and all to herself she called him little starry and she remembered him always. End of section 16